Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by Katie Zutter and India Marie Paul. For our inaugural season, we will be focusing on eight animated heroines from Walt Disney feature films. This episode, we travel to ancient Greece and meet a damsel caught in the middle of scheming gods, mythical creatures, and a hunky hero known to her friends, if she had any, as Meg. So today, as we mentioned, we're talking about Meg from the 90s movie Hercules. I feel like a lot of action-y non-princess movies followed that dump of Belle, Ariel, Mm -hmm. Mulan. Like there there was a bunch that happened right in a row. Mm -hmm. And then this was kind of of that era of... But the more action yeah, non- it's like non-princess the non-princess movies. They're trying to find their way again, and then they switch to CG. Yes. So it was like an, a last attempt at hand-drawn that wasn't fairy tale, and right. then they flipped back after Princess Frog to full mm-hmm. CG sense. I'm very excited about this episode because <laughs> I know a lot about Greek mythology, but I actually know nothing about Megara's real origins. From what I understand, <laughs> it is not what happens in this movie. No, she does not really exist. What? So, well, we'll, we'll <laughs> let's start with, I don't even, I, okay, normally what we would do is we would talk about the origin origin story and then the yeah. film and then moving on. So, mm-hmm. but this one is annoying because the origin story, and they were so proud of it. They were like, Disney was like, oh, we did a thing. Mm-hmm. We made our first based on Greek gods stories. The first movie from it that mm-hmm. we've done, it'll be great. And then they wrecked it so beyond recognition. It's insane. Um, really? If you're going strictly Meg, well, mm-hmm. first of all, if you want to just go straight Hercules, uh, yeah. they used the Roman name. Yes, I did realize the Greek, that. So that was really annoying. Um, yeah, it's Heracles. Heracles is the yeah. Greek pronunciation and yeah. Hercules It's like is spelled Roman. totally different. Yep. <laughs> so um, that was the first, ooh. When I was casually looking it up, it was like, ah, oh, Greece did not like it. I'm like, oh, why? That was such a fun movie. Like, mm-hmm. and it is. It's a really it is, enjoyable, yes. fun movie. So I'm like, man, why didn't they like it? <laughs> well, so, um, so going specifically into Meg, mm-hmm. they took nothing from Meg. The story of Megara is okay. that she is the princess of Thebes. Her father is the king of Thebes. Creon? And he come yep, and he comes and saves the day and Creon goes, "Hmm, thank you. Here is my daughter who's sweet and innocent." And then they get married, have children, and Hera goes, "Ah, I hate that he's happy because he's not my son." So, she drives him mad and Hercules kills his sons and children, which it varies between the stories if there's 3 or 9 children and sometimes Mm -hmm. Meg is killed and sometimes she's not killed. Either way, she is always known as a tragic character and Hercules Mm -hmm. atones for it. He has to complete 12 things. That's where it comes from, from her death Mm -hmm. because Hera didn't like that he was happy, that Hercules was happy. Yep. Has nothing to do with Meg. Meg, the only thing about her is that she is, and that's why they like her in Greece, is that she Mm -hmm. is this this truly tragic character, completely innocent sweet kind caring like there's nothing really about her she's, she's not just sassy a, she's like nope. this pure she has princess. no personality she's a princess no, no she's thieves yeah. and Hercules and you don't know anything in. about her until she is only used to be tragedy for hercules she is okay. not mentioned until hercules saves thebes so she has she has mm-hmm. no she looks nothing like meg from the movie nothing great um so they didn't take anything from that to be honest 
the only thing they took from that is they were married. It, and that was Hercules' first wife because he had a couple, yep. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So that's where they took the name from. And it had <laughs> it had nothing. So that is really uh that made me really angry. How far um, she has fallen from princess to like <laughs> enslaved minion of Hades. It's just, yeah, they they made up they made up her character, which I'm fine with, but I yeah. really dislike that they are falsely advertising this. Yeah. Um, and that's what Greece was like too. And Hera, as Hera always is, is angry because She's Zeus so angry. is a man whore. So mm-hmm. I don't blame her for always being angry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. But yeah, so he had to complete the 12 labors. That's the word that I was uh-huh. looking for. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's it. That's all she is. Now, they didn't base her personality or anything off of this. Otherwise, mm-hmm. she would not be this either. But they did take the meeting of Hercules' second wife. And mm-hmm. that's how With he the meets me. Minotaur. The river god. So in the original story, he sees her being courted by the river god. They're named differently Mm -hmm. in the original story and in the the show, but it's still like the same concept. They're both river gods. He's trying to court her and Hercules kills him and marries her. In some stories, he rapes her. Some like there's, Ah. you know, it's a little convoluted, but she ends up killing him in the end. She is called Manslayer. She is. So she also doesn't sound like Meg because she is not. They don't have any personality traits. No. Either that are the same. So how both characters, I appreciate them on their own. I think they're cool. I'm going to say her name wrong, and I'm so sorry. Deanira? Deanira? So that yeah, was the second wife. Like and she she has she has a lot more to her okay. um, because she did kill Hercules, and there's plays where she's the main character and stuff like that. So they're still great, but they are not like Meg at all. Yeah. The story itself, too, which we can talk more into the after hours, does not reflect almost any of the gods correctly yeah definitely Um, noticed that yeah something that the greek really really disliked was Mm -hmm. the portrayal of hera and zeus zeus especially really very angry because zeus is a terrible terrible oh he's character he is not a kind loving father no (laughs) so they were very angry they were they were really upset so things that they did that made Greece angry. They used the Greek myth and changed the plot and characters almost beyond recognition. Mm-hmm. They added Christian theological themes. Yes. So didn't, didn't even keep within the same sect. And I guess they said that it was anti-educational and they feared mm. that it would brainwash the children. Oh, yeah. Um, especially if you're, if you're teaching some of the ancient mythology. Yes. And they're like, wait, that's not what happened in the right, movie. Right. It just and something that that one of the articles brought up that I wholeheartedly agree with is Mm -hmm. why do they keep the names? Why not say, you know, we had inspiration Mm -hmm. based it off of Greek mythology and then make everything else up because that's what they've already did. They already made up all these characters. They made up everything. Why not? Just change the names. And then it becomes, oh, that's from this. And oh, that's from that. Not that is this. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they didn't just make up their own names. Yeah, because it it might be mythology, but it's still a very historical, very important part of the culture (laughs) of Greece. That's what they love. And it's like, how dare you wreck that for them? Like, what? Yeah, it tanked in, in... Yeah, like oh, yeah. Theaters, theaters lost money. I did notice watching that the gods felt very archetypal and that they mm-hmm. were given kind of one trait for use of comedy mm-hmm. more so than and I it was remember. A it yeah. was. It, it was yeah. very much a comedy. They purposefully did it 
a comedy because they had gotten a bunch of crap for doing too dark back and pocahontas and yes. a couple other like darker ones right before that so they're yep. like this will always be a comedy and maybe maybe that was where they went wrong is they were mm-hmm. like maybe don't pick someone's culture to make a comedy out of yeah but, i don't know <laughs> yeah. um but going back to the micro inspiration yes. since it's not actually based on any greek yes <laughs> mythology so they actually based her on barbara stanwick's character in the lady eve from a movie in 1941 she yes. is your classic hooker with the heart of gold character oh, type yes she uses mm-hmm. her feminine beguiles feminine wilds feminine wild what, what, what is that phrase <laughs> the sass I, wilds is a good one wilds yeah. wilds that one yes, uh, to yeah. uh woo a married man okay for mm-hmm. for a scheme Mm-hmm. The movie ends with he's like I must tell you I have a wife and she's like or I married and she's like me too. And the movie ends so mm. great, great. <laughs> cool. I haven't seen the movie so you know there yeah. there there may be more to it. So great. They also used a little bit of Lola from Damn Yankees. Oh, I can who see is that. Also a yeah hooker with a heart of gold and seductress. Like mm-hmm. she's very much a minion of of evil below that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did read that they were very much looking at the screwball comedy genre yes. Yes. for this movie, which I definitely Absolutely. felt. As far as Megra, very, very Lola. And for this, they really, really wanted the same voice actor to sing and speak it. That yes. was really, really important to them. So one little fun fact before we get into the person who changed this character. Audrey McDonald audition. <gasps> what? Yeah. She would have been a very interesting choice. And Meg would not have looked like she does today because Susan Egan, she asked to audition and Disney said no. Because she was Belle on Broadway, right? Mm-hmm. But that they were like, mm, you're too, you're not right. Yeah. You're too pretty and soft. So mm-hmm. she begged and begged and begged. They finally got her in and they still didn't cast her. They made her come back multiple times, like four months for five months. Wow. They waited to tell her they would have her come in occasionally after she she would be on Broadway as Belle. She was the first Belle on Broadway. She originated yes. that role. Then she would run over to the studios to improvise and audition and didn't know if she had the role for Gosh. over five months. And then they kept telling her things like, oh, you know, we have really big names on. So that's but we'll go into that and we'll go into that in the after hours. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. So something fun about Susan Egan is a lot of the lines that we all love and are so quotable. Yes. For example, is there a name that goes along with all those rippling pectorals? The, that line um, love it. was improvised by her during one of the many hours of auditions. Good for her. Uh, that and my friends call me Meg. At least they would if I had any friends. That. <laughs> Also, <laughs> so a couple of those, you know, those really quotable lines yeah. came from that, which, of course, the sound guys had a huge problem with because they had to oh, no. figure out how to remove New York City traffic sounds from behind Yeah, her. or like re-record it, but will it sound they exactly didn't. the same? They did they re-record didn't? it. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Why would... Ugh, Disney, come on. <laughs> I'm a little upset with how they treated her. Yeah, um, that's... Hmm. And we'll see more of that a little bit as we go on, but I don't want to get yeah. too much into that. But yeah, so that was really cool. Susan Egan really felt that she, as much as she loves Belle and everything, and mm-hmm. she loves portraying her, she felt that she was more like Megara and loved yeah. that sassiness to her, loved that quality. And she really made Meg a more well-rounded character mm-hmm. and less flat mm-hmm. because I think the creators originally kind of made her flat, made her very poker with a heart of gold, 
Whereas she definitely helped round out that character, which is so awesome. I did watch a whole episode of Movie Surfers, and I don't know if anybody remembers this. I do I remember that. Barely. It was a little show. Uh-huh. Um, it was a, a Disney Channel mini that aired during like the ads yes. and stuff uh, uh-huh. during the commercial breaks where teenagers go behind the scenes of Disney films and surf the web together. That's bringing to me find back. Backstage stuff. So it was very yep. cute. It was a really cute show. Like, it mm-hmm. was really clever how they put it all together. So I watched that. And uh, a quote that I really, really liked that Susan Egan said while she was interviewed for that is, they send up a woman to do a man's job. And she says it very proudly mm-hmm. about Meg. So yep. I I really, really liked that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is really all they spoke about with Meg. <laughs> that sounds about right. For the 20-something minute episode. That's just what, what made me kind of upset is that this, mm-hmm. it didn't make me dislike Meg at all. Mm. It just made me frustrated that they did Grease so wrong. <laughs> yeah. And like they have such a rich, dramatic mythology to them. Yeah. And even, I mean, there was very much a feeling of more of an Oedipus journey with Hercules finding his real, you know, being adopted. It, and it didn't, it didn't scream Jesus to you because it screamed Jesus to me. It was just <laughs> the Jesus story. It, well, yeah. I didn't know Jesus was in Greek mythology. Yeah, I could see that. Like word for word, word for word. <laughs> he 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 comes down from heaven and is mm-hmm. on earth and is raised by two mortals. Mm-hmm. And then he goes around trying to prove himself. Mm-hmm. And then he is killed and goes to hell. And then he is brought back up mm. to heaven. I can see why. Uh, <laughs> well, there were so many. There's also so many american jokes in this there's the, oh, yeah. the nike shoot like sandals oh, yeah. there's like there's so many <laughs> it's fine like it's satirical oh and yeah this. and it's very fun mm-hmm. and entertaining but it just it just i love this movie sense. growing up i love oh, yes. i loved anything with oh, an yeah. independent female character even though she doesn't show up until 30 minutes into the film <laughs> i realized that i'm like wow i'm watching a lot of this movie waiting for meg to show up to study her but it's not about her it's about it's not and they, they didn't advertise it as her so the, you right, know, like, right. I, that's fair they weren't um, baited or anything no and i did find myself continuing to love her relationship with hercules for a lot yes. of reasons and i i think just for this and this may be one of the only podcasts that we do this for mm-hmm. i think we have to separate it from its intended original yeah medium. because it's it's just not the same it no. is they are not the same characters as greek mythology so that's the only caveat i'm going to say moving forward is yeah. i will not be you can't compare har- harking back you can't they're not that they're yeah. totally different <laughs> so they had um, a princess they had a princess character and chose to not make her a princess and make her a normal person who sells her soul to the equivalent of the devil so as its own as its, it's own that's, movie right unfortunately that's kind of we could probably call back to like their jobs and their yeah. roles but as far as who they are as characters oh, you just can't yeah. they're so different yeah and i mean there's jokes about new york in there there's a lot of like oh it's, it's for an american silly. audience yeah oh of course of course that didn't bother me at all i thought that yeah. was hysterical the big olive yeah Right, the line of the, and you're wearing his merchandise. Like, yeah, that was great. Which was was a thing. Like, it wasn't exactly the same, but like in ancient Greece, athletes were famous and were drawn on faces, vases, you know, like it's. None of that. It's just the characters. Yeah. (laughs) 
But anyway, we can continue on into the actual movie and yes. just dissect that on its own. Yes, and the supervising animator for Meg is oh, yes. Ken Duncan. They also did Belle, Ooh. and they worked on Moana. I'm not sure if they mm-hmm. were what who they were the supervising animator for, but they were the supervising mm-hmm. animator for Belle. They also were the only lead animator of a main character not mentioned in the Disney Surfers. Everyone yeah, else was. He said something. I remember looking up because I always like to look at what the style was because this is a very stylized movie. Oh, they um, tried to go off the Greek. They went vase-like. That's why her hair looks like a vase. Yeah, that's why I, re- I realized going through that I really think they did take from the Greek paintings. It really felt like they took from those angles and those kind of odd shapes because like she has really long eyebrows and she has really pointy lips. And so they, they are very characterized and stylized. Oh, yeah. And this has such a unique opening with the three, you do have multiple women in this, even though they're completely omniscient. This might be the first one I remember with a completely omniscient narrator who is a character in the movie. Like Clopin so. bounces a little bit. So do they though, because they're yeah. they interact with Meg, but they're not characters in the actual story. But you did- meet them. They yeah. they all they're they're real muses. Like you yeah. meet them, and and Hercules interacts with them a lot during the TV series. Yes, they do become real, real characters in the TV show that happened. Which is also a separate entity, but we'll get there. Yes, I have feelings. Because <laughs> I, I don't remember watching that, but I finally watched a couple and watched the ones with Megs in it. And this is the only Disney movie in the 90s that was a feature film without a sequel. Everything else got a sequel, mm-hmm. but this one, which I find really interesting. I think it was, I don't know. I didn't feel like I needed a sequel. I, I, I didn't either. Um, yeah, I love the girl gang, though. It's great. I do love the, the body image gang. is great. The uh, music is definitely beautiful in this. It has nothing to do with Greece. It's gospel and R&B. Mm-hmm. It almost was Spice Girls. Fun fact, the muses were supposed to be the Spice Girls, and they mm. turned it down because of scheduling issues. Thank goodness, because that just would... Not that they wouldn't have been fun, but come mm. on, the, the gospel muses killed yeah. it. They were so good. They were amazing. Ugh. The shortest one, I kept thinking that the shortest one is Thirsty. She is so oh, yeah, attracted to Hercules and, and they all are but she's like alarmingly attractive yeah I'm like attracted oh to him. you're okay like, it's it little... sometimes pushes the boundaries a little mm-hmm. too far in the TV show but in the movie not yeah. too much I think the movie no, is yeah. just enough where it's funny the movie keeps the cap on it TV show goes a little crazy with a little yeah. of the sexual tension but I but really go, lo- no what, what were you going to say before I jump back to Meg oh I was going to jump us right back I, oh great yes I was jump back to Meg so we have the muses and then we kind of disappear from that world you kind of focus completely on Hercules which is great mm-hmm. but Meg obviously we all know she's sassy and confident we love that about her yes. um, I love that in the first scene she pushes Phil off her lap after he does not ask and just so gross yeah, he's he's real gross. He's real gross. He did um, not age well at all. He is no. a creepy old guy. And you just get this feeling like how much has she had to deal with that? And like even with the nymphs and he, ugh, he's so creepy. Yeah, that didn't age well. Him mm-hmm. him as like a silly curmudgeonly like yeah. satar, that was still fun. But just yep. how creepy he was to all the women was ugh. Yeah. Something already that well, first of all, it doesn't really pass the Bechdel test. No. <laughs> The only time that maybe you could count it, but not really because they're talking in a group, mm-hmm. is when they're standing around the fountain and Hercules and Meg are not there. Mm-hmm. It's the people talking about all the disasters going oh, the for disasters. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it's the two women. But even then, they're not they're, they're talking to a group. They're not talking to each other. Yeah. So and they only say a line or two to each other. Everything else is to the group. Yeah. So I don't even know if that I wouldn't counts. count it. Yeah. At least. In, I mean, it was still pretty small, but at least in Peter Pan earlier, which <clears throat> yep. was sketchy, too. Yeah. At least it was like two women looking at each other, having a conversation with each other and no one else. That this, is true. That never, never happened. Because even when the three fates were talking, oh, it yes. was all about Hercules. Oh, I love the fates. They're all right. They're so that eyeball was weird. disgusting and the so scissors gross. scarier. <laughs> scissors were so scary. So something that kind of bothered me when I realized that when I was mm-hmm. watching it is Pegasus gets immediately unnecessarily jealous of Meg. Like mm-hmm. turns all red. I was thinking about what they did with Tinkerbell and I was like, why... <sighs> Why oh did gosh. you just make everyone jealous? Why are we girl on girl hate? Even though Pegasus is not a female, still. Like, yeah. Why, are we, why is everybody hating Meg immediately? Like, I get, I get from Phil's point of view. Yeah, it's like, like a that distraction. makes total sense. Yeah. Right. Right. But I mean, it's it's cute. It's funny that Pegasus yeah. is like, mm, I don't like you. But yeah. But yeah. Very it just seemed weird. That's funny you recall Tinkerbell because that definitely makes sense. I didn't think about that, but it feels like he. I feels like if he's Hercules's kind of sidekick friend that he'd be like, ooh, go talk to her or something. Right, but it's immediately right. like, you're only a hero. And he's sheltered. I mean, I don't know that he's even seen a girl <laughs> before this, like other than as a teenager when he has his glow up. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he's seen a girl for like years. It's, so, yeah, in the movie, it's kind of he goes to the island and just stays there. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. He may have seen kids growing up, but even then. Yeah. Everyone stayed away from him because he was so unnecessarily strong. <laughs> and you have like she gets the beautiful entrance of when you after she gets dumped from the Minotaur and she really <laughs> and they see have that like first look moment. She oh, has which the, is great. She's the so light. what a great way to to meet her. Yeah, light such a badass. Shining. And uh, and then have like film noir music playing in the back, which really calls back to the screwball comedy when he like sees her. But the, I mean, this comes with the famous, I think why I loved her as a kid was the I'm a damsel, I'm in distress, I can handle it. Like yes. such a good line. And it plays against everything you would expect in a hero story. So I do mm-hmm. appreciate, even though mythology out the window aside, in this story, oh, I love they this did story. flip How- it. Mm-hmm. They flipped the hero being this kind of naive, very awkward yes. <laughs> guy with like, his buff. Like, and she calls him out on it all the time with the pectoral line. And mm-hmm. like it's he has no like he knows nothing as soon as he actually gets to talk to her. He realizes how much he doesn't know. And you get right. the feeling that she's a lot older than him. Is that she true? Is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that feeling immediately that she's described as late 20s, 30s. I could see that. It definitely felt like she's cuz she she does have a tragic backstory. It's just not from mythology. It's just not real. <laughs> I was thinking about it as an adult watching it like what she actually went through. Yeah. And that that guy that left her it's just got to be the trash. biggest trash. piece of trash in the world. Like she sold her soul to save the love of her life, and then he left her for another like, girl. You appreciate that, and you you understand that she's jaded and why she's jaded. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was in a news article, like a review about the movie, mm-hmm. that this was the first female character with a backstory, yeah, like a full backstory like that, that wasn't a fairy tale or anything else. 
Yeah. Uh, which is really great. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it makes you feel for her and you you feel for that and see that cynical side and go, yeah, I get it. You get it, girl? But yeah, it, it feels so <laughs> justified. You don't feel like, why is she so like sassy? Why does she hate the world? Why is she right. so anti-man? It's like, well, because she sold her soul to Hades <laughs> and he left. Right. So that's a huge, that's, that's also why I think she felt older and she has all these lines. You wanted to be petty and dishonest. When he asked, like, he wanted to be like everyone else. It's like, yeah, that's, I get why. And she kind of has this arc of learning to trust, believe in people again. Yeah. Like, she does get an arc. It's beautiful. It's a cynic versus the idealism (laughs) optimist. It really is that. And she learns to kind of open up. And Hercules learns reality because <laughs> he's got yeah. none of it. I did appreciate this is a little bit of a side note, but I loved in his training how many times he murdered that stuffed damsel. And it was the same one. It was the <laughs> same one over and over again. And then they pushed the button and made it a blow up doll. That was weird. That was weird. But it was very funny. That poor doll for the kids. What a gag <laughs> to it's have that to same doll just fail. be destructive yeah. throughout the years. You're like, man, it's been through a lot and. A lot of the stuff works with Meg because he's not ever at any point objectifying her or even trying to get with her. He legitimately is just trying to save her because he's trying to be a hero and then catches the feelings. Yes, but he does immediately, though. He that sees her. True. And for him, it is very love at first sight, pretty yes. girl. Puppy love. Um, very for puppy her, love. not so much. For mm-hmm. her, it's very like... Because she's more mature and she's not yep. about that. She, yeah. She's more interested, which I also very much enjoyed. It is. Mm-hmm. It was really refreshing to see for men to have a guy who is a ma- manly, manly man. Yes. Like Hercules. Be, I mean, it's his. Right. The, yeah. Right. He, and he's this like sweet, thoughtful, like, I picked these flowers for you. Like, <laughs> you know, like, he's, he's just a bean. He's just a bean. Yeah. And like him so clearly liking her so quickly and so fast and so much more right away yeah than she does i thought that was really refreshing and it was nice to see him visually go through all his feelings yeah about her because that i don't know that was really great yeah you get to you see him fall in love instantly you see his puppy Mm -hmm. dog love which is beautiful after that kiss on the cheek magic yeah and then instantly get torn down like he he go he grows up in this movie yeah oh yeah completely. and it's so innocent too yeah. he is i mean he's very much enjoying her carbs but he's yeah. not like i'm gonna get some no it's not very much he wouldn't know what to do i'm just gonna want to hang out with her and then and then maybe i'll kiss her but uh, i don't know we'll probably just hang out more like he's i don't know he's so sweet and, and that's good because yeah. i think that it shows a lot for meg because mm-hmm. he does meet a lot of people yeah. immediately after that. And that yeah. doesn't stray him from her. Well, he he gets attacked by fangirls and then Meg shows up. It really makes Meg the woman of the movie yes. and all the girls the fangirls yeah. of the movie. And he is just completely uncomfortable with all of the attention. It makes him very lovable. It makes him kind of exactly the foil that she needs to mm-hmm. stand up to Hades. Yes. When we're kind of jumping around the film, but when she when she says read my lips, forget it to the god of the underworld who owns her <laughs> soul. Yes. Like he legitimately owns her Ugh. soul and she says I'm not going to let you I'm not going to help you hurt him. That's a right. huge 
that's a huge deal if you're in the world of the gods. With that moment, mm-hmm. I think Disney discredited a little, a little bit because they make them kind of buds, if that yeah. makes sense. Not like friends, but like at the beginning, they very much set up that Meg has been with him a while and mm-hmm. they have great banter. They have very they similar comedic humor, things like that. And if he was a little more nasty to her and more threatening to her, I think that would have landed how I wanted it to. And it was still good. It was still a powerful line. I still very much enjoyed it. It wasn't like Nani to harken back to her. That's like yelling at aliens she just met. Right. Like it wasn't that because she does, she does talk and she is sassy with him without consequences. So Mm -hmm. I I do agree with that. I agree that it could have been more powerful if they had had any kind of real, that he's a villain, but he's like the least scary villain. He doesn't (laughs) hurt anyone. Mm Mm-hmm. He does not ever hurt anyone. The Mm -hmm. only things he does is he will pay or manipulate Mm -hmm. other people to do things. Yeah. But he he doesn't even think twice about at the end when Hercules like she can't be hurt. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt her. Of course not. That's fine. Yeah. And it's fine. Like add that clause. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Which ended up being his demise. But I do really enjoy their relationship. It was very unique. And Mm -hmm. there's not she may be the only one who has that moral ambiguity quite as big of any of the shows Mm -hmm. because like i said when you first meet them together Mm -hmm. and she's like you know he made an offer i i had to refuse and hades is like exploding and she's like matching him line for line and he's bantering back at her he explodes things because he's angry and she's so used to it she's yeah she dips down like (laughs) okay is your temper tantrum done right like what do you want (laughs) this is an average tuesday excuse me he does always always hurt pain and panic oh those two but never but never hurt um yeah. and she definitely gives pain and panic a oh, lot she hate yeah oh which yeah which they she, deserve they uh-huh. definitely deserve but she is she's not evil no she is forced to do the things but she's accepted that she's for like I, who knows what other mm-hmm. kind of things that she's done for hades oh yeah i think it's it, Right. At this point, because of her backstory and everything, which gives her her validity to everything, Mm -hmm. she is in it for herself and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it isn't until like she probably did a few evil things and Mm -hmm. helped because she's been working for him for years. So that that moral ambiguity is definitely there. Yeah, she didn't think of any of those evil things, but she still conducted them. But it isn't until Wonder Boy starts to change your mind. And I do appreciate that it takes time. Yes, it takes time. When the Hydra starts to happen, the mm-hmm. Hydra comes out and she's like, get away. But it's very half-hearted. Yeah. And then when he wins, she's like, ha like, like it gets more and you you see her mm-hmm. fall in love with him and yeah. see her change her mind, which I love witnessing that growth mm-hmm. and not having it be instant. Yeah. It's like she probably has done things and manipulated people for Hades before this, oh, yeah. but it takes someone who truly is pure at heart and innocent yeah, for her to yeah. realize she doesn't want to do it anymore. And she and she does have that and that's what brings her to the read my lips. But she yes. is she is one of those teetering on the lines of I could see her have de- having done a lot of things she's probably not proud of. Well, of course. And it takes the the optimist or the the sunspot to change her. I actually started getting really weird connections to Rapunzel <laughs> in this <laughs> with Flynn. Oh, oh yeah, they're, they're very yeah. 
You have the cynic who learns to trust and be hopeful again because of the optimist. The cynic mm-hmm. dies. And Disney reuses a lot of their things. It was, um, yeah, it was one of those, like, this is a connection yeah. I never thought I'd make. It's, well, it's funny you say that because uh, we'll we'll get onto the series in a little bit, but there's more Rapunzel references. That's that so funny. From. That too. <laughs> That's not so direct, not not they haven't like stated they've taken things from it no um, but you could yeah but it definitely there's too many parallels it's you know <laughs> she she started in an iffy situation morally and then ends up choosing yeah. to do the right thing right right it, you know and then gets uh used against the love interest to think mm-hmm. that they didn't love them mm-hmm. 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 it's all coming out now <laughs> yep i would say i think meg probably has a darker past than flynn oh yeah which is also yeah. kind of cool to yeah. have this strong, very strong, independent woman I can tie my sandals on my own. Um, <laughs> to be, you know, like, like, I don't know. It's That was really cool. And I think a lot of women related mm-hmm. to that sassiness and that strength mm-hmm. that she has. Or aspired to have that amount of confidence. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like that's to be able to say some of the things without falling in love with him, to say things to fill that you hope you can to all the creepers. Right? Um gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that he he bothered me with her like he calls her sweet cheeks and then as soon as she doesn't as soon as she rejects him, he instantly hates her. Oh yeah. Like instantly. Oh, and yeah. then it becomes a whole thing. He gets mad at Hercules the second that he accidentally mm-hmm. scares off the yeah. It's, uh, Phil. Yep. I kept writing in my notes too like, "Ah, she's manipulative. Useful for Hades." Yeah. She's sneaky. Clever, pessimistic. It's so interesting that she has so many qualities that a villain would normally have. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because of how she's she's portrayed, you love her. Like, yeah, like, you just love she, her. She becomes an underdog. She does. And she becomes like a redemption story in the movie mm-hmm. in a way because she completely changes sides because of hope from someone. And I, something I wrote down was... Her hips, the like when you see her first really like swish away, I'm like her hips would fall out of her socket. Like there is no <laughs> physical way that they bell oh, the way that they do. None of them make sense. Hercules's feet are like two times as big as his face when he's a teenager. Yeah, like the proportions yeah. are so strange in the movie. But I think that was kind of oh yeah, I didn't mind it because I think that was kind of the 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 aesthetic and the fun and the comedy yeah. the over exaggeration mm-hmm. yeah, that um. hip swing was real that was a that was a really <laughs> specifically after the first meeting as she's walking away it's like mm-hmm. bye wonder boy and walks away and it's watching you just like oh that's a lot of that's a lot of movement <laughs> coming from her it was like they didn't even make frames of her hips going oh from yeah side to side it was like they went boop 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 yes four straight <laughs> straight yeah. side to side like okay you have a lot of more hip flexibility than i do right. i did appreciate that meg also didn't have a soprano sounding voice yes that was on voice. purpose susan egan on purpose walked in the directors did not look at her they covered their faces and looked down because they kept you know talking to her about her physical appearance and how that would affect the movie it, um oh, yep so they wouldn't look at her and mm-hmm. uh they were trying to just take in her voice and so she she continuously auditioned with this huskier, lower mm-hmm. voice that doesn't sound like Belle at all. No. Um, I, yeah, I was really surprised when I realized it was the same person because yeah. I listened oh, to the, the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. and this character. Yeah, it was. it's fantastic. And it really, she has, she created two very unique stories. Yes. She really helped make this character and I really appreciate that of her because mm-hmm. 
Meg is very cool, including all her faults. Like, yeah, it's really yeah. She's very relatable. She is. And I she tries really hard to do what Haiti wants and is good at her job. Like she does oh, yeah. completely make Hercules fall in love, but then catches feelings along the way. <laughs> and I, I laughed out loud when after pain and panic show up on the birds and ruin the date. Because it's going so well. And uh, she starts advancing on Hercules and like asking him about his, if he has any weaknesses really sexily. And he's just like backing further. (laughs) He has no idea what to do. He's so overwhelmed. It's like, oh, oh, honey. Like, he has no idea what to do. And she doesn't know what to do with that. No, she's not used to that. Yeah, it's... I mean, she still, she still definitely gets there. Yeah. She handles it much better than Flynn does. <laughs> but I think she has no. more at stake. Yes. She, she has more I mean, at stake than Flynn. Because re- they don't really talk about the reality of what Hades could do to her. And that's what kind of plays into yeah. him feeling like a, a chum to her. Is that mm-hmm. he controls her soul. Like, he could just send her to the underworld at any second. Yep. Or torture her. Mm-hmm. It's we never really addressed that like the stakes she has and her saying, I'm not going to do this. And she was very willing to, I think, take that fate rather than hurt Hercules because she doesn't play any part after that other than being trapped and shown to him. Mm -hmm. She doesn't do any more. Right. And even then, she still goes out of her way Mm -hmm. to save him. She's been trapped. She's been outed, if you will. Yeah. And I really, really liked about her character where her and Phil have never gotten along. Yeah. Her and Pegasus have never gotten along. Yep. Nobody likes her. Mm -hmm. And she still goes out of her way to find both of them and free them. Well, free Pegasus, Mm -hmm. find Phil. Face her fear of flying because she's afraid of heights. Ghost. (laughs) I also don't think Pegasus makes it easy on her. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I I do enjoy the the, the post-flight hair that they draw on her after her first ride. (laughs) It's really entertaining. Yeah. Really (laughs) But yeah, I, I like that she she still shoves down her pride, if you will, and mm-hmm. gets these people because she knows that these are the characters who will be best suited to help save Hercules. Yeah. And she does die saving She does him. die in a very <laughs> horrible him. way. Like that, the yeah. internal bleeding just, like that's insane. That's not a way you want to go. Pushes him aside. Mm-hmm. again, And n- none of the other characters did that. So people have been saved and have done heroics to save male characters, but she legitimately puts herself under a column mm-hmm. in a way that I don't know that we've seen before. <laughs> that So much for the no. light version of a movie after Hunchback. Like you, you have the main heroine die and go to the underworld. Right? Right? Gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was very... The, the comedy in there really made this less scary than yeah. it could have been. And one moment that really hit me when I was trying to really feel out, figure out the arc of Meg as the adult yeah. watching it was when she sees Hercules heartbroken because she has had to become <sighs> the person who left her. Like She has yeah. had to become the person who completely destroyed someone and that he sacrificed his strength to save her. And then realizes that she was manipulated, like, that she has she to She knows c- exactly what that feels like. like yeah. And ah! then when when she starts crying and is collapses to the, the floor right away from Hercules, so both of them are, like, completely heartbroken. And I just want to be like, but she didn't mean it. She just loves you. Uh, so it, that hit me because she has to see the impact on someone yeah. else that had, had happened to her. 
and then pick herself up and do everything she can to save him right. and try to right it the best she can. And, Be- and she did, in his defense, she mm-hmm. did need to. She needed mm-hmm. to go that extra step because she did start this manipulating him. Oh, yeah. You know, but it I I, I feel like Meg is more relatable and I liked her more mm-hmm. rewatching it as an adult. I do, too. And I still loved her as a kid. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I loved her as a kid. I tried really hard to get her plate from either Burger King or McDonald's. Yeah. I never got it. I got Zeus and Hercules. Could never get a Meg plate. <laughs> they were doing those randomly. Yes. Um, but I loved her. And I think I, as we've learned from the podcast so far, I've, I fall in love with the characters who are independent. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And kind of had things to say and had witty banter back. And mm-hmm. she definitely did. But as an adult... The cynicism she has towards the world, towards guys who hit on her, towards heartbreak. It. I really love her song. I won't say, she doesn't say I can't say. She says, I won't say I'm in love. Mm-hmm. And I think they started writing a different song for her. It's like, I can't believe my heart or something like that. I vaguely remember this as a fun fact that popped up on IMDb. That they started writing her song along the lines of I Can't Believe My Heart and her supervising animator, Ken Duncan, went, that's not her personality. (laughs) That's not a lot. That doesn't match who she is. And so they wrote, (laughs) I Won't Say I'm In Love. Which is so fun. It's so good. It's so good because it's such a full inner conflict. Mm -hmm. And it it, have the muses in it. (sighs) Yeah, I love the muses being like, don't kid yourself. You're in love. It's just so... Everyone's had those feelings where like, oh, I shouldn't fall in love with him or I shouldn't like him. And then it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just so it's too, after, late. After, too late. You have feelings. <laughs> he kissed you on the cheek and it was the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> yes. He pulls down a flower from a tree. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so sweet. He's, and sometimes he has those moments where it's like he's pulled down a flower from a tree and she's like, that's really weird. But then he like gets the courage and kisses her on the cheek. Oh, and you're like, okay. oh, look, okay, there's some moves in there. They're yeah. deep, but yeah. they're there. God, he's such an idiot. He's such a lovable idiot. Even yes. to make the, some of the deals he makes with Hades, I'm like, you're, one, he's the god of the underworld. So what? Two, the, the deal at the end where he's like, I'll go get her. Why did you not just say bring her here, god of the underworld? Instead, right, which is, the- which is interesting because he corrects people constantly because he's very intelligent yes. which i thought was interesting they make him very intelligent because mm-hmm. when people are because he's so sweet mm-hmm. they'll make sarcastic comments to them or whatever and he, he sometimes is too logical and he goes no but this and i think that's why i made three it's... words yeah. no way uh that's no. two words that's like, like, like he has a yeah. couple of those where he he's just so yeah. innocent yeah and sweetly intelligent but yeah. then and it takes that kind of pure naivete for meg to believe in people <laughs> right well and he believes in her too, yeah which is which is uh-huh. i think she hasn't felt that before because it's not like oh you're there and you're pretty i mean there is that to it but yeah. he's not the goal isn't to get with her the goal is yeah. to be around her yeah he's not i he didn't make one advance move on no her. You do get to see him not care about fame. There's a lot that she sees, and it is over time. He does the montage yeah. of the labors. That's a lot. <laughs> like it's there's a lot of time spent in it, and I do love the message of the overall film of a What's hero. In your heart. Not, yeah, a hero is strength is not like in his muscles, but in his heart. There's a great line yeah. I just horribly paraphrased, but <laughs> <laughs> it's that along the lines of that 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 being a hero isn't about strength. 
yeah. physical strength, which I think is a really great message. And she loves him so much that at the end, she legitimately is ready to let him leave her mm-hmm. and go be a god with his family. Starts to do an Irish goodbye and walk yeah. away to let him yeah. do like, And that's that's how much she cared about him. But something that always bothered me, even as a child, mm-hmm. and I was I was re-reminded of this watching it, is why wasn't Meg turned into a god? I was very confused by that because she yeah. she didn't go she didn't go as far and obviously mm-hmm. as an adult I'm like yeah. okay she didn't go this as far as Hercules did but mm-hmm. she still sacrificed herself a couple of times yeah and then paid the ultimate sacrifice for Hercules yeah like a few times she sacrificed various things and yeah. then so I was like it's like do you okay. have to have a drop of God in you like do you have to be right. a demigod to then Hercules saved your life and he yeah. got to be a god yeah but you also saved his life I feel yeah I feel like the only way that they can justify it is he they have to be of because he's not a demigod in this he is a full-fledged Mm-mm. god so he has a drop, like you, you're led to believe he has a drop left of yeah, godlike blood, <laughs> spirit. <laughs> I don't know the logistics of that. Wishy washy. Yeah, I don't, you know. But because if you just gave God status <laughs> to, to mortals, there'd be a lot of more of them. Right, right. But yeah, it feels weird that like, but why does she get to go to Olympus? That's the, the, are mortals allowed on Olympus? Why does she get to go? But then Phil does, no, Phil goes. Phil's there too, I Phil think. goes with Pegasus because Pegasus Cause takes him up. Yeah. And are you telling me that if they could visit Olympus after this moment, couldn't he have just gone and visited his family? Right. Hmm. There's, just, there's just a couple of plot holes mm. when they made up the story. Yeah. But still. But they made up the story. (laughs) They did made up the story. (laughs) Completely. (laughs) But I did. That was a beautiful moment at the end. And I, you do really, really like Meg. She kisses him at the end, which I, I always appreciate when it's the girl who makes that first move that she, she has a full arc of finding that she wants to be a better person and finding a way to Mm -hmm. free to get freed of those because even if she wanted to be a better person she still has her soul right but that's that's why she's not a villain is because she has the catch of i have to do what he says yeah, she's contracted mm-hmm. yeah and then the the heroic thing would be to choose death over immoral things but that's why she's human <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... And, th- and that's like what they brought up. They A lot of yeah. newspapers, when they were making um, reviews mm-hmm. of the movie, they really liked that moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. It, is it nice. made her very unique. Before we get on to the very brief synopsis or brief television chat series. about the, uh, the television series, I had to look it up because I laughed really hard. When you first meet Pain and Panic mm-hmm. and Pain says, you know, your most lugubriousness. Yeah. So I looked it up because I'm like, is that real? Is that a word? Or is he just saying silly nonsense? Which could be either. Yeah. It means mournful to a ludicrous degree. Like <laughs> mournful, distressing, dark okay. to just an absurd degree. Yeah. So lugubriousness. Lugubriousness. That's great. <laughs> I gotta throw that around somewhere. <laughs> I love that. There's a lot of fun hints at stuff in the movie that they definitely were inspired by Greek mythology and make references to like him hitting his head on the Argo staff. Like that's how Jason died was getting hit in the head. So like there are things that 
Yeah, if it was just inspired by, as opposed to yeah. here's the story. Is there, there's of. no nothing with Hades and any of Hercules' wife. No, she. That's the whole story. Is mm. she is a princess, gets married, they live happily. It skips to they live happily ever after. Hera doesn't like that because Hera's not yeah. the mother. What an in law, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like you there's nothing meg has does nothing but she is the tragic innocent hades does have mm-hmm. lots and lots of stories with ladies of yeah but that's they just made up their own story which is fine i just wish they yeah. rolled with that like we were inspired by this and because if you look at it from that end it's great yeah the false advertising i don't like speaking of false advertising yeah this hercules animated series <laughs> yeah now, 98 I get, it. I get that a lot of them like take liberties when they go because you know it's mm-hmm. they're trying to make a series they make things a little more kitschy yeah they have to fit little stories in mm-hmm. one we talked about earlier was the lilo and stitch one i yeah. think that was a pretty well integrated they did lose yeah. some of the character development from some characters yes um to make it more kitschy and fun yeah but it uh, chronologically really fit yeah. yeah it made sense it was very clever how they did it mm-hmm. this i would prefer to take it out of context and like make yeah. it its own thing you because have it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense uh, it's still fun it's yeah. still a very cute a cute show mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense in the context of even the lore that disney built yeah because you're you're meeting gods left and right who don't live in well he they um, they create like, him as going to a god's high school while he's a teenager but that's when he would have been in the mortal world or right so they're in the mortal Phil. world with gods that are there yeah and and so so that's kind of strange to me it's still cute yeah but definitely take it once again as its own thing and the reference to rapunzel is cassandra they just yeah copy pasted her she's the same person they did and then they did i did enjoy that they made her cassandra the kind of crazy seer because that is in greek mythology mm-hmm. of cassandra especially and i think she's she in the Agamemnon mythology where she's the one who predicts what happens to him I'm trying Maybe. to use my theater yeah. my theater degrees trying to go yeah <laughs> um, and they do they, they do yeah. take bits like everybody's very loosely and poorly based on yes <laughs> on a character yeah. but once again they still use the real names even yeah. though they change the stories and and create yeah. different personalities it's just the, the world is so cool that they built I really yeah. enjoy it I just mm-hmm. why not just make it your own yeah it feels like they're using historic religious mythology for their own purposes like are like just taking one trait or one kind of idea and then making it whatever they need for their right, story right. which is why it probably ticked off a lot of people but this one yeah what upset me about this series was the amount of like inappropriate sexual advances Yes. With yes. Icarus and Cassandra. Like, um, like, Icarus, mm. Icarus went real, real far mm. beyond the silly, quirky far. And yeah. also, especially in the episode where there's only two episodes where Meg appears. Yes. Which is fine because it takes place before Meg exists. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Apparently not. I'm in so one of the mad. Se- what it just doesn't make sense. They they have this whole episode <laughs> where they meet and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. They make it where Adonis is her ex boyfriend that she only went on one date with. Yeah, and that's what gets her to sign up with. But they don't really Hades. talk about Hades yet. And like, but right, this is what like leads to Hades, and yeah. I just didn't like that. I didn't like that yeah. at all. I didn't like that they just copy pasted the character. Yeah, uh, they they copy pasted a bunch of lines. Mm-hmm. As oh well. yeah, that's the biggest thing I noticed. Was like, did you just steal everything? Yeah, from the movie. New, so I I really didn't like that episode. Yeah, I was really upset with it. And she wasn't. I don't imagine that she was really that cynical as a human being until she was completely 
right? burned. Like she might have been a Yeah, sure. But I don't buy that she was this horrible cynic or even that she was double dealing because she's kind of seen also as a antagonist right. lying character. It just felt cheap. Story, yeah, it was weird and she looked kind of weird, but she was also really sexual, but she was a teenager. So the, it, it felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And they were unnecessarily inappropriate towards Hercules. Yes. A couple of times. Yes. Like it went beyond like the TV. The movie was so cute and so tastefully done yeah. with the Hercules. Yeah. You know, it made everyone laugh and yeah. it was cute. And obviously he is built very attractively. He's you know. an adult by that time. Right. right. You you enjoy it and you giggle and you say, I mean, yeah, girl, you're right. Mm-hmm. And you save the memes for later. But this, I feel like, crossed the line a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I agree. The The last episode is better. The yeah. final episode, that one I enjoyed more. There were still weird TV show, mm-hmm. strange kinds of New Year's, mm-hmm. but it was a TV show. So I was less upset. The last episode makes a lot more sense. It um, was cute. I it, That yeah. was a cute, very, very Americanized. Like they live in, they're adults. It's after they've been married. They live in the suburbs which cracks me up yeah that's yeah and him like the fact that he hired moving guys when he is hercules is (laughs) didn't even think about it just the sweet bean was like oh this is what you do yeah i betcha (laughs) that was cute and then you see their relationship where he's still kind of a naive sweet guy and she's kind of come into be just as sassy but not nearly as i don't know she has a sweet yeah definitely more of a sweetness to her episodes based around her discovering a yearbook that he doesn't want her to see which is so cute and so you know it's fun it's a reflection back on the other episodes kind of yeah it was a really cute way to end Mm -hmm. the series i thought it was very clever because you you got the recap of everything megan phil like got to have a time of no inappropriateness like it was just them Mm -hmm. Enjoying learning about Hercules and knowing yeah. Hercules. Mm-hmm. So that I really liked. Do I believe that Meg would go so far against Hercules's wishes that she would take Pegasus and fly to an island to find it? No, no. I that's not something that I think her character would do. But for the, the context of the story, it was, you know, it was a TV show. So I'm like, okay, I will forgive that. It was still very cute. It was fun to see Hercules at the end go, what did you look like? Ha ha ha. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll take that episode, too. The The series had been, <laughs> the series had been like a 50s sitcom in a suburb of those two trying to fit in. Oh, that'd be hysterical. I'd be for it. I would that would have been so funny. And that was kind of what it felt like, the almost God and Meg moving in <laughs> down <Yeah>. the road <laughs> in a beautiful little house. It was really cute. I didn't enjoy that. And after watching, I watched them both back to back. So after the first one, I didn't know what I was going to get into. Yikes. So yeah, there's not really much to, I think she was drawn kind of odd as the adult. Yeah. The the animation of the show definitely was more noticeably than other shows. Yeah. Like lower quality. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just because the style was so unique. I think so. I think just Um, seeing the style and the... TV show, I noticed specifically with her eyes and her mouth was really inconsistent between mm-hmm. shots. So I, it felt like there wasn't a solidified because it was so stylistic in the movie. It was probably yeah. really hard to transition to somewhat of that, but not all of that. And then right. making that consistent and fast, I'm sure. 
was probably right, really hard. Right. So I, that kind of bothered me. In some shots, I'm like, you, that's not Meg. <laughs> that's, right? That's not what she is. But yeah, overall, I would definitely still take that a little separately. But mm-hmm. but I don't know. I like Meg as a character. I think she's really strong. I think she's very relatable, especially mm-hmm. to adults. I think we've all been through, you know, not selling our souls, but yeah. <laughs> definitely been through hardships that make life harder and then finding that thing, whether it be a person or a pet or mm-hmm. a goal or something that kind of pulls you out of that. And I like that she retained her personality throughout regardless mm-hmm. of what was happening. They didn't suddenly make her sweet. Like, yes. She's still herself. And I yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah, I loved I loved the transformation as an adult of the cynic who learns to believe or have a little bit of optimism again because of the joy of someone else or because of the goodness of someone Mm -hmm. else because i think it's really hard to find (laughs) there's a lot of reasons (laughs) to be really cynical and i am constantly so it's when you find those little bits or those people that are really good or the people that you can believe in or can find hope because of them it's really beautiful and i do and you're right she doesn't change who she is because of hercules she just shifts her optimism or shifts her perspective on the world and i it was really rewarding to see that because she just has just as much sass at the end and uh has a lot of good one-liners she has a lot of good one-liners in this movie so i i enjoy a lot of so quotable some really great little banter i love that a lot of it was improv I'm really yeah. interested to hear a little bit more about the backstory with Susan <laughs> Egan because she's so brilliant. And she's... Oh, my gosh, yeah. Since Belle, this was the first heroine who was voiced for both singing and vo- voice. So yeah, there's a but, lot in between that weren't. Mm-hmm. And they were that was really important to them, which is funny mm-hmm. that that was so important to them for the female character. And not but for... Then not for yeah. Hercules. Uh, yeah, that was that was strange to me, but I'm really glad because I think she she I mean, really helped build this character. Yeah, in a great way. Mm-hmm. A very she very quickly could have just been the hooker with a heart of gold, the femme fatale, and she is that character. She is, but with more depth. I yeah, think. and I think they probably I I think I read that they a lot of her little quirks and a lot of her her emotions and her gesture came from watching tapes of. Susan, I think Kevin, uh, Ken, Ken Duncan, who did her animation, was in charge of it. <laughs> I, I think probably took a because there are those little smirks or the smiles as Hercules is winning. It seems like she had a big influence, especially if she was doing some of the one-liners that make Meg so rememberable, rememberable, memorable. <laughs> We're both doing great. We're ten so ten. good today. Both can speak really well. <sighs> I'm gonna have a sip of tea. Oh, <laughs> But I really loved her growing up, and it's nice to revisit her and still love her. But also knowing that there's so much interesting drama in mythology and for them to kind of be like, eh, we're going to kind of write this story and use bits and kind of make fun of like Ares being just angry and Narcissus is is looking in a mirror, you know, which is funny, but it's like they have, it's very two-dimensional in their use of... Yes, of the but I am glad yeah. Meg came out of it because mm-hmm. I think for for young girls, I think there's a lot of the Megaras from the Greek mythology. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of those out there, those 
tragic innocence, mm-hmm. kind of like how Rapunzel starts. A lot of the princesses movies start like that, yeah. where they're they're just these sweet innocent girls who are in just terrible circumstances that that, that yeah. they can't control. You yeah. know, so there there's plenty of stories of that, but there's not many of the so mature, morally ambiguous. Yeah. Like, it's like the step after that circle. first movie. Like if she, yes. her first movie would have been the tragedy of falling in love and the guy leaving her and yes. her being stuck in Hades. Clutches. And this is her coming back, her yeah. redemption arc. Yeah. Her, like I, I, it's great. I, yeah. I really, I'm really glad mm-hmm. that they made her yeah. as a character and how they did. I'm not saying that uh, young girls everywhere should look up to um, selling themselves <laughs> to the devil, but. No, don't do that. She made a mistake. That's <laughs> as, the point. As far as like an idol goes, yeah. that, you know, yeah. she's, she's really good, but maybe not top tier, like look up to her. No, <laughs> it's like after your first heartbreak, seeing how Meg gets over yes. it by learning to hope again not necessarily like you're gonna jump into like the hunky guy nope. who's nice but that <laughs> there's a coming out of the cynicism or there is and that, yeah. i do think the cynical versus the idealism in this movie is really evident in especially their relationship but in the movie overall because you also have phil yeah. who is a cynic who changes mm-hmm. you have thebes who are cynical who changes so you mm-hmm. it, it's kind of also the impact you can have on the people around you by being optimistic, by having that hope, by doing the right thing, by mm-hmm. standing up for what's right, even when you have no strength. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's a big deal. Oh, it hurt. It hurt me. And it hurt me for her when uh, she says he's about to go face the Cyclops and has yeah. no strength. And she says, you'll die. And he just looks at her and like, there are worse things. And she's like, oh. Right in the heart. Girl, you done wrong the wrong <laughs> sweetheart. To a real hero. Like oh Yeah, that that can't feel good. And mm-hmm. she's and she doesn't walk away. She goes no. and helps. So it yeah. she makes it that, right. That spurs her to motion. Yeah. She's like, I really Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> this 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 is bad. Yeah. So <laughs> it's she she's someone who teaches you, I think, a lot. An she's adult the aunt that everybody wants. She is the that's perfect. She's not she's the aunt that everyone wants. Yeah, she's not the like shining picture mm, perfect no. role model, but she's the aunt you need to get through like the bad yeah. breakup. She's the aunt you she's need the to aunt learn. who brings you over and, and gives you wine. Yeah. Like you know that's exactly right. It's a hundred percent. Love her. Uh, that would be a fun show. It's everyone coming to Meg for like, I need to talk to you. Like, here's the wine. Like, Let's okay. go. <laughs> White or red? <laughs> what is it today? What level of of issues? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a, yeah. That's exactly who she she becomes for the world. Love I it. Like it. You gotta have those too. We can't all be bumbling bright spots of sunshine like Rapunzel. We can't like it's no. We I don't know. We need we need we need a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for looking at all of that up because I was very <laughs> curious. There's a lot to dig through in Greek yes. mythologies. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. Um, but that will be for the after. <laughs> if you haven't realized, we're really excited about our after hours episodes because all the fun facts we don't share in this, we get to talk about because they're mm-hmm. not necessarily about Meg. Or about the heroin right. we're discussing. Exactly. Exactly. You learn so much. So much. Oh, it's awesome. But thank yeah. you so much for listening today. Yes. I loved learning about Meg because I loved her growing up. 
And I, I hope rewatching yes. this. I'm, I'm glad we decided to go with her. I've been Thank singing you. her song all week. <laughs> it's just, it'll get stuck <laughs> in your head. And I love it. But we hope that you enjoyed and we hope you join us for after hours. But if not, we hope that you enjoy our next episodes as well. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we dive into another mythological adventure and meet the princess of Atlantis, Kida. If you enjoyed listening today, we'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast and share with friends. If you really enjoyed our discussion, you can find more behind-the-scenes content, a peek at our research notes, and even entire bonus episodes on Patreon. Each month, we release a full after-hours episode where we discuss the movies we cover unfiltered and unrestrained, along with behind-the-scenes extras and notes. You can reach us on social media. Links to all our platforms can be found in our About section. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. 